Well, you know, we got a guy up there. Who in the hell is Mel Kuyper, in a way? I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. In my knowledge of him, he's never ever put on a jock strap. He's never been a coach. He's never been a scout. He's never been an administrator. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our papers two days ago telling us who we have to take. We don't have to take anybody that Mel Kuyper says we have to take. Mel Kuyper has no more credentials to do what he's doing than my neighbor, and my neighbor's a postman, and he doesn't even have season tickets to the NFL. Welcome back to Get to the Point. I'm Joe DeLeon. And I'm Sean Anderson. And today's latest installment is going to be a great one for the reason of... Well, Meek Mill is free today. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. But also, it is NFL Draft Week, which is my favorite week in all of the weeks of the year. You can't get a hold of him. Nope. You can't get a hold of him starting Thursday? Starting Thursday, Thursday, you will not be able to get a hold of Joe DeLeon until the draft is over, and well, he's done his proper yep. analysis. Uh, actually, I'm going to be skipping class that day. I only have one class, but I'm going to be skipping just for the sake of sitting and watching all the pre-draft shows and stuff like that on ESPN and NFL Network just to get me ready and in, 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 in the zone that Jeez. I want to be in. It's and a little overkill, but I'm not going to judge you. When you when got the, your thing. Yep. You got your thing. It's fine. It it's is fine. my thing. But... Draft coming around means one thing. It means that all the problems in your life, all the woes that you have, they all go away because for four hours we get to watch people live their dream of getting drafted and playing in the NFL. There are some nice moments. I do like good draft moments. I do too. and I like bad draft moments also. We don't have a ton of bad draft moments except for the one you want to think about, the one that you're thinking about is the Laramie Tunsil one recently. What about Johnny Manziel sitting in the room for... That was also picks. Uh, that's not really a bad one. Drinking he, a beer, he looking sh- sad. He wasn't drinking a beer. He was drinking water. What about ooh, what about uh, Warren Sapp falling uh, ten? Yeah, because of cocaine allegations. Yeah, it was marijuana, but okay. No, it was also cocaine. Was it also cocaine? It was cocaine okay. and marijuana. Well, I'm allegations. just saying, there's a lot of the bad draft moments make it even more interesting yep. than the good heartfelt draft moments, in my opinion. Any storyline is good, in my opinion. But before we get to talking about the draft, because it's all we're going to be talking about today, only draft talk, because this is the episode before. Thursday, and we're going to just a little I mean, bit. We, we want to give them something to, to talk about at the water cooler before the draft, right, oh, Joe? Oh, 100%. Yeah, so this is, this is the episode to listen to for that. For our 13 to 7 listeners that we get per podcast. Hey, man. We love you if you do listen. Get the word out to the yep. 13 to 7 water coolers. <laughs> and, unless you're at the same water cooler as someone else who happens oh to listen. God, Joe. Then it just... Li- just okay, you're, you're, you wanted <laughs> to talk the, about housekeeping? Oh, yeah, a little, housekeeping? little housekeeping, just a little anecdote okay. for the week. We Sean and I did a baseball game. I did play-by-play, and he did cover, color. Uh, Sean actually didn't even really want to do it. He was tired. It's been a long week. It's it's spring ball. I was the one that didn't want to do it. No, that's what I said. Yeah, it was spring. No, I'm not, I'm not blaming you. Oh, no, no, no. You, you came. I we asked were, you. I begged we were, you to do it for we me. We were both exhausted yeah, we that were, day. All right. You were way more exhausted than I was because I actually yeah, you practice. deal with a lot more during practice than I do. And I felt bad, but I was like, hey, no, you know, they was, need a color. It was for the best. I, yeah. I would have rather done. Yeah, I'd rather do color with you when I'm tired than, yeah. than color with uh, any other uh guy on the on the broadcast team mm-hmm. with uh you know when i'm completely bright eyed yeah. bushy tail yeah and, and even when you're dogged it's just it's not a fun experience when you're doing with someone that's you don't have a good rapport with because 
we had a really good broadcast. We had a really good rapport. The people in front of us were kind of chuckling at some of the comments that we were making. And the fact that you almost busted up your kneecap on the well, table. Okay, let's be real. That is a very poor, very parallel. There you go. Very poorly put together table. It is a very low quality table. I never hit my knee on it. Yeah, because you didn't fit under it. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Oh. You didn't fit. You, you want to say so because were, they had to put me on the end that yeah. that I never had to hit my knee. Pretty much. Oh my god. You gotta give me that. But we we got to watch Rudy Baseball win. What are they on? Five or six? They're gonna be on a seven game win streak. Seven They're game playing win streak good today. for them. Yeah, we want, we got to see the good them. Them get a W. Yeah, they whooped them. And like I said, we had a pretty good broadcast though, which was was big for us. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. And so now what we're gonna go? Well, we're still making headway with the sports media club. I'd yep. like to plug that in case yep. we have any URI listeners here. Yep. And what exactly is the sports media club? Is URI's bringing a new sports media minor to the university, and its main focus is just helping people that want to get into the sports media field. It's the most basic opportunity as they're trying to add a major eventually in the next coming years. But we decided to take advantage of this opportunity to start a club. And the goal is going to be a portfolio and resume building opportunity, as well as giving experience for people in creating articles, podcasts, other content like graphics, social media posts, yeah, and just, basically expanding your brand. Just creating content and having it yep. on paper that you have done and created content for a platform. Yep, and our goal is to create a website and have people that help manage it and put it together. And if you're on board and you want to get on top of this, reach out to us, DM us in any way on any of our accounts. Look for us somewhere, or you can contact Sean or I at our URI emails. Uh, mine's Joseph underscore DeLeon at my.uri.edu. And, Sean, and mine is Sean, S-E-A-N. Those that spell that Sean's with A-U or A-W are <laughs> um, spell with A-U? Whack. S-H-A-U-N is actually... Oh, a, I thought you were going to say S-A-U-N. That would nah, be but, uh, something else. You know, S-E-A-N is the only variety. Yeah, you know, sure. That should be counted. Cool. Um, but yeah, Sean underscore Anderson at my.uri.edu. Yep. Or are we going to plug our phone numbers again? <laughs> no, I don't want to do oh, you don't want to... <laughs> I, just because I don't... Not that I got any angry callers. I don't want any angry phone callers. Right. You, got it. The, you still got a target on your back. Yeah, uh, after the, um, the fine arts comments. But after you know our little housekeeping thing. What about the... Uh, oh, wait, wait, you want They can to, always DM us. Yep. Please DM us and give us your questions. That's, that's all we want is to hear from you and get your input. And we also want to talk about the topics that you're interested in. Let us reach the people. Yep. We, we just want to talk to you and, and connect with our listeners. And follow us at... GTTP podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well. Now let's get into it. You want to get talk. into it? All right. Let's... We are talking, Sean and I beforehand, we created our top 10 pick mock drafts and we're going to be talking the whole time just because we're not going to be able to fit all 32 in considering the arguments that we probably have. And also not to mention Sean does not know enough about the NFL draft. To talk low about blow. Just because just your forte bit. is the NFL draft does not mean that I don't have my legs underneath myself. It is. I still consider myself to have watched much more NFL Network than you have in your lifetime. No, not even close. Oh, Joe. I watch, well, Joe. besides the point, I've watched plenty more ESPN as well. Okay. ESPN is a joke compared to NFL Network. No, it's not. Yes, you it can't is. say that. Yes, I can. You can't. Yes, I can. All right. We're gonna, can we argue about the real stuff Yeah, that here? was just that was childish. That was childish argue, yeah. as, as all can be. But. All right. First pick. I have for the Cleveland Browns, first overall pick, which they've had for two years in a row now. Sam Darnold, quarterback USC, and the reason why I, I decided to say Sam 
is because he has a very strong arm. He's a big quarterback. Does not have the strongest arm in this draft. I'll get to who, who that is eventually. But has shown the complete tools. Is a big-bodied type thrower and could plug in and play right away if they needed him to. But he's in the perfect opportunity if he goes to the Browns. They could let Tyrod Taylor play the whole season. Let him figure things out and get his feet under him and get used to playing in the NFL. And I think if you go with a guy like Darnold, he's the perfect developmental guy with that first overall pick. I agree. I had Darnold as my, my number one overall pick as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think he's just the best build, the best complete quarterback in the draft. And we will have some discrepancies on the latter quarterbacks that we have selected, but mm-hmm. I'm glad we agree that Darnold is probably the most complete for the NFL. Our next picks, which we both agree with here, is the New York Giants taking Saquon Barkley. In my opinion, I don't think this is going to happen. Really? Just because the New York Giants are very stupid and they tend to... Oh, so you just... You they just, tend to screw up You've these just situations. lost faith in them, basically. Yes, because I think we're going to end up taking a quarterback that we don't need. Or okay. I pray that we trade out of that second pick. But right. Saquon Barkley, he's easily one of the most elite running backs we've seen out of the, the past few years. He's got the highest overall grade from multiple NFL draft analysts. And I'm sure if you talk to some scouts, they're also... Going to give him the highest grade that they've given to a running back in a while since Adrian Peterson. He's 5'11", about 235 pounds, has elite speed at 4'4", and then also has incredibly noticeable agility capabilities and elusiveness capabilities. Has also great hands, can add dimension to the passing game and also in the return game. And the Giants need that. The Giants have not had an elite running back. I saw... Are you going to not point out how strong the man is? Oh, he's incredibly strong. I was okay, I was we've just debated this we yes, debated this deba- on the show and he's I don't powerful. I don't want to make this all about Saquon Barkley again. But mm-hmm. I did you see the video on uh, ESPN of the the incoming draft class and their weight weightlifting accomplishments? Uh I did not. It was the video of Saquon lifting uh, uh power cleaning four oh, yes, yes. I'm not gonna lie, I just had a complete brain fart. I was like, Where's my phone? And then I realized that we're doing Instagram live yeah. with our one viewer. It says wave, so we're Do we waving. have one still? Yeah, we. I don't know. No, Wait. because live, next to the live, it, oh. would, it would show yeah. a number. All right. So Nevertheless, no power through. No, keep powering through. But the, the point I want to make, though, is the Giants, I saw this. It was a tweet by somebody. It was on, featured on Bleacher Report, and it basically said the last few times that they've missed out on elite running back. So they could have taken Kareem Hunt. But they last year, but they took someone else. I forget who it was. They could have gotten Jordan Howard, but instead they took Paul Perkins, the pick right before. The year that Todd Gurley came out, the pick right before they picked Eric Flowers. And I believe that was the third one. But just imagine the opportunities that we could have had if we were just a little bit more risky. Actually, the other one is, uh, um, oh, my God, I can't even think of the guy's name because he's out of the league already. That running back from Virginia Tech who got drafted like the 30th pick. You know what I'm talking about? Devontae Booker? No, he was a running back. But they took him right before Doug Martin got taken. No, Doug Martin got taken the pick right before him, and they missed out on Doug Martin. Yeah, I got nothing for you. I want to say – I know David Johnson's not right. No, he was uh, Iowa State. Yeah, no, I know it's it's not David David Johnson, but he had like a name like that. It was like David something. My computer's bugging out, so I can't look it up. up. I need a new computer. Um Third pick. This is where we start to disagree. Well, a bit. I, I'm, I'm glad. I, I think that the Giants are going to actually 
get the job done. Just my final, my little okay. closing point. You here think that they're one. gonna? I think that they might smarter. actually be be ungiant like here okay. and make a good draft pick. They do have a new GM, as many people know. Jerry Reese was a little bit picky about taking certain players. You would not take a linebacker in the first round, and gosh, there was another thing. I think he refused to take running backs too early. Was the big thing? It's ridiculous. Which is just dumb. If you have an elite linebacker. Valued over, and it happened before. We took Eli Apple and Eric Flowers, and I think there were opportunities to take some pretty elite linebackers, and we decided Gosh. not to. But yeah, nonetheless, why, why trade for an older Alec Ogletree when you yeah. can pick a younger Alec Ogletree? Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I actually I wouldn't be upset if we traded back and we got a Tremaine Edmonds from Virginia Tech. I would be enamored if we had him in the middle. That'd be awesome. That would be insane. The guy's huge. He's six yeah, five. No, I know. But third pick, New York Jets, which they traded for from the Indianapolis Colts. I'm saying Josh Allen. Who are you saying? Baker Mayfield. Okay, so I'm going to disagree with you on that one. That's Josh, fine. Let me get to my point, though. Josh Allen is easily has the strongest arm in this class. By no means is anyone really that close. The kid from Nebraska, I forget his name, is maybe somewhere up there, but is not even close to him. But the thing that is very hard to teach in the NFL, you can, you can get guys more strong. Stronger. Stronger, sorry. Yeah, there you go. You can get guys stronger. But the one thing that you can't do, <laughs> stop laughing at me, the thing that you can't do is you can't teach elite arm strength. You just can't. You can coach up accuracy. You can coach up decision-making capabilities as long as it's not too far back. He has struggled in the past, and he's proven that he is not a great, accurate quarterback, but he has the arm strength to be the guy for the Jets, in my opinion. And he's actually connected to the Jets. They... The GM for the Jets is actually very much in love with Josh Allen. He was one of the first guys that they invited on a visit to come meet with them and also work out with them. In my opinion, I just don't think you trade up the three to get Baker Mayfield. You, If you really wanted Baker Mayfield, you could have sat at six and still gotten him. I would have been fine with that. I said he would be a perfect fit at six, but at three, you don't trade up for Baker Mayfield when you could have gotten him at six. There's three other better quarterbacks over him. You make solid points, Joe. He's not the number two quarterback. Let's hear it. I f- are you, are you enamored with the the big arm quarterback? Is that no, the I'm not. I'm saying I value you, you Baker like, Mayfield. You like uh, Stafford though, correct? I would like Stafford coming out of college over see, Baker Mayfield. I see more Jay Cutler in Allen than I do Stafford in Allen. Mm, but that's I, just how that's just my I how I see think him. You're the draft Sta- guy. I don't and compare I'm not gonna, Stafford to Allen. I don't. I'm not going to argue with you like a, incredibly in the, in the detail about this. Okay, because you'll talk circles around me. You, yes. you, you're the draft guy. But I see more. Just uh, this is a lot of eye test for me. I see more of Cutler in Allen than I do Stafford in Allen. Because Stafford has okay. an incredible arm. We can't deny that. The way that he slings it around like it's nothing. The yeah. sidearm throws, all that. You can't do that without arm strength. No. So I, I'm just saying, I think the Jets want to get to the guy with the, the things that you can't teach, the real things, the intangibles, mm-hmm. the decision-making. It takes a lot longer to develop than arm strength, which can be improved uh, by 10 to 15 yards mm-hmm. in an offseason. I Matt, wouldn't say. I, I, I have. You th- wait, you think that you can improve arm strength that much in an offseason? Th- yes, Matt Ryan did it before his 2016 year se- season. 2015, he had a Yeah, down but year. he's already been in the league for a long time. He's already training and getting arm stronger. Strength. You bringing in a rookie quarterback. No, 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 but tra- his, his arm but strength has been stagnant have... for eight years. He trained it one year, and then he's been reported that he's throwing it 10 to 15 yards deeper with different yeah, training. I'm sure he had a different approach. 
Yeah, so if your main approach the, is to get your arm strength up, you can get it up in a season. The point is, though, you can't – The you are not going to be able to get Josh Allen arm strength out of Baker Mayfield. You're just not. You can teach him to read a defense better. Yeah, but you can get it close enough, but you'll never get no, you are, Josh you are, Allen – or you'll never get Baker Mayfield intangibles out of But what Josh intangibles Allen. does he really have that really makes us – open our mouth and have our tongues hang out. We, like watch, nothing... we watch a ton of their film just for their line, to watch their line work yeah. in our meetings. And sometimes I can't take... I know I'm supposed to be watching the tackles and the guards. I can't take my eyes off Baker and the stuff that he's doing back there. The way that he's able to control the pocket and move around it and still make good throws and good decisions. Not saying he's a perfect quarterback. Yeah. No, no. By no means. This tears me up to put him here. But I just think that that's where he's going to go. I think he has a lot of stuff that you can't teach, and he's less risky than Manziel. I think a lot of people are scared off by Manziel and the trace that he left with shorter quarterbacks that can okay. move really well. But he he doesn't he's not as mobile as Manziel. No, was. he's not. So I think he has less inclination to run and do and try to do the spectacular hero play, where he's just going to be able to make that play if he needs to. But his first goal is to to hurl the rock. Okay, here's the last point I'm going to make, and then we need to move on to the next pick because we're already at 17, 17 minutes. Right. The only thing I'm going to say is with Baker Mayfield, and people like to talk about, oh, he made such great decisions. He has such great ability to make plays even when something's out there. But you have to realize he played in an offense that was designed specifically to limit the amount of reads he had to make. He played in a big 12 offense that's, Mostly a spread air raid type offense. That's you don't what, think so? That's what Cam Newton had to do his first couple of years in the league is play in an offense that's super simplified. Okay, but the point I'm trying to make is he's six five, has an incredible had an incredible forty. Cam Newton is? Yes, that's he's an incredible okay. athlete. Yeah, so you don't yeah, think so Cam so. Cam Newton is very different than a six foot tall quarterback with a Average arm. That's and small actually hands. more of a passion than Cam Newton because Cam Newton was running all over the place in college. But, <sighs> I'm just saying, I think uh, Baker Mayfield <coughs> is farther along passing and eyesight and the way that he play, uh, throws the ball than Cam Newton was coming out of college. And they both have had simplified schemes to fit them. And I, just, and I don't think Mayfield but, less but than. The, but here's the point that you're uh, you're not really acknowledging though is that so you don't think you're, he. Baker Mayfield does not have those traits that make you say, oh, it's okay if we can put him in a simplified offense. He's small, has a mediocre arm, and has little hands, and he's not that fast. So then you have you have those minuses to deal with, and then you also have to deal with teaching him how to run a professional offense and go under center, which he didn't do at Oklahoma. You're going to have to do that with every quarterback in this draft anyways. But Teach them how to do that. At least if you take Josh Allen, you're going to have a guy that has a cannon arm. That So then all you have to do is, also he's huge, he's 6'4 plus, I'm pretty sure. So then all you have to do is at least teach him how to how to play in an offense. Which is the hardest thing of all. Whereas at least Mayfield but has some intangibles and instincts but to the play only, the game. The only intangibles he had was because of the offense he was in and the guys he had around him. You don't and think the he poor has any instincts. You don't against. think he has any instincts. The poor, he has played in the, oh my god. Joe, I... Do it. Do you know how many points he scored per game? The only one good defense he actually played against is Georgia, Ohio State. Okay, I'll give you Ohio State. But the he, if you look at any Big Twelve defense, they always give up like forty plus points. The Big Twelve is known for having inflated scores. You want to argue with me on that? They might produce good defensive players, but the scores are always very inflated. 
All right, we, we can debate this all day. There's no point in keep going over it. But fourth pick. I know you're mad because you want to keep getting points in. It's fine, Joe. I think Baker should go three. You think Allen should go three. He's not going to, and I bet you Allen's going to pan out better that's fine. than okay, that's Baker Mayfield. ridiculous because Allen's just another big arm, goofy Baker Mayfield's another Tim Tebow. At least Tim Tebow was a winner. Oh, yeah, in the NFL, he's a real big winner. People only care about winners and starters, and Tebow was both. Next pick, Joe. Fourth pick. I'm glad we agree on that. Oh, you think that. Tim Tebow had a great NFL career? Do you? Oh my God. Do you really think he did? We're People not... gave up on him, Joe. Because he sucked. Oh he was God, terrible. Joe. Can we get to the next pick? All right. Fourth I, pick. I can't do this because your ideologies are so different than mine. They are not. They're smarter get than the yours. win. You think Tim Tebow is good? You think he should have been a starting quarterback? Do you think he should still be in the NFL? Do you? Next pick. I look at some of these rubes taking snaps in some of these offenses, and I think... Oh, man, Tebow could at least force a win. Yeah, and game, uh, I, uh, yeah, uh, okay. I'm i not even going to get into Fourth it. Fourth pick, pick Cleveland, Joe. Cleveland Browns got their pick from the Houston Texans after trading the, the Texans traded up. I am saying Bradley Chubb. You also said Bradley Chubb. It, the only reason why I think they're going to take him is because they missed out on Saquon Barkley. And honestly, pairing Bradley Chubb with Miles Garrett is going to be insane. That is going to be one of the best pass rushes it within the next be. few years. In it the might, next few years? It might be. They complement each other very nicely. Freaking Garrett can stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Jeez. But he I mean, if, be one, last if, season. if one guy doesn't really stay healthy, at least one guy, one of them will pan out, I'm sure. The odds of them both becoming duds is, uh, uh, knock on wood, yeah. my probably broadcaster's curse here, but the odds of them becoming both duds it's is slim. I would say it's low. Yeah. Right. Okay. Any, any Chubb, Chubb pretty safe fit pick. He's probably I'm, one of the safer picks. I'm yet. fine with that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next, Denver Broncos, Quentin Nelson, offensive lineman out of Notre Dame. Easily the cleanest prospect you're going to find. Has the I agree. least amount of problems. Honestly, from the scouting reports that I've read on him, there's very few scouts that actually think there's anything wrong with him. No, he's I huge. think he's awesome. Absolute mauler, 6'5", 320 pounds. He's built like a man. Like He's not like a fat 320 pounds. He's like a, I'm going to kick your butt 320 pounds. And right. he does that on the field. He looks like a bouncer out there, and he plays like one. And I think that the Denver Broncos are one of those teams that, with John Elway, he does not like risking taking quarterbacks, especially after seeing... Case Keesum. Well, well, now they have Case Keesum. (laughs) But after the whole Paxton Lynch debacle, trading back into the first round, and then having a guy not even... that's the biggest debacle? That's not the biggest debacle, but it's a Osweiler? Yeah, and then, well, Osweiler was a later pick, though. God, they're all debacles, dude. I'm just, I can tell that he's not a fan of developing young quarterbacks, and he's going to keep trying to fix that until that defense Gosh, dies out. You're over three with those three quarterbacks, man. I know. It's just over three. Absolute. Joke. I had Simeon's back on this show, too. That's the worst yeah, part. Yeah. I had Simeon's back. Yeah. Regret that. So you don't, you think <laughs> Rosen, though? I think Rosen. Okay. I think, Why do you I, think I've that? You to- think I told you outside of the podcast that I think Rosen is. Potentially, and this is not me trying to get a hot take in, a very similar Aaron Rodgers. California, beautiful arm. Are you making, the, are you to, making the connection? I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers. I'm saying he's probably... Are you making the connection because they're both from California, though? No, no, no. Just their mannerisms. Okay. They've thrown together. They work together. Okay. They both have incredible arms. They haven't worked together. They did a NFL Network piece together. Sure they worked together, dude. I did. I don't know. I you did look like so? Aaron Rodgers was getting it. Little, it looked like Aaron Rodgers was there because he had to be there. Shtick. 
I, yeah, I think he was like, oh, God, I'm sick of this. Get me out of here. I'm already. also taking a little outside source information from, uh, from our quarterback, Jawan Lawson, who's actually worked with Don't tell me Rosen, he knows Rosen. Oh, who's my Who's actually God. worked with him and seen him throw. Right. And he said it is the greatest arm he's ever seen in person. Over Jared Goff, who's apparently his friend. Yeah. No, I, I'm saying I'm in on Rosen because I saw it. I mean, Jawan is, will not stop talking about how good Rosen's arm is. My only thing I'm going to say that is is Juwan's one of those people that tends God, to here we go. hype up people he knows. Oh yeah, you know they like he won't, he, there are a he, lot of people he, on our team that won't say a bad thing about someone that they know. Yeah, like let's be real, your friends probably aren't that good. I was oh my God, I, I, no, but I always my, fr- see, my friends personally. No, I'm saying oh, in general, okay. like they're I, not. Do you know how many times you hear from someone like, oh my my boy's nice, like he's really good, he's dirty, he's gonna, he, like I'm trying to get the coaches to pick him up, and then you never hear about that kid again. He's usually some like five foot nine, okay, one hundred eighty pound Says kid. Says a five foot nine, one hundred eighty. I'm one hundred ninety pounds Whoa. and I'm five foot Whoa. eleven. So suck it. And I'm also you. a long snapper. Look at you. I'm a long snapper. Yeah. Wow. Sixth pick is going to be <laughs> like a long snapper. A seamless no. transition. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're running tight on time. Gosh. But, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. This I like is the Rosen. pick swap. Who okay. do you think with the sixth pick? Uh, Nelson. Okay, I I give you that. I honestly, I was thinking like I wish Nelson was still here. I would have mocked him here, but I think M- Mika Fitzpatrick from Alabama. Is I'm fine with that also. Yeah, he fits. He's an incredible safety. He's played in court in the corner position. You can put him in the nickel corner position. You can move him around. He can play in the slot if you need him to. And I just think he's the, one of the most versatile guys. He's the quarterback of any defense if you put him out there. And he kind of he doesn't map out like a Jamal Adams, but he's got that type of potential that he could be really good right away. And fitting in with the Colts, I think, is a great opportunity. Because they need help defensively. Yeah, Actually, I looked he, up, they he were, could bring them life on yeah, defense because they were just so stagnant. They were 28th in pass yards allowed. Oh, Colts are gross. All right, next. Tampa Bay Bucks. I said Denzel Ward, the uh, receiver, sorry, not receiver, cornerback from Ohio State. I went homegrown with Derwin James. Okay, the only reason why I disagree with that, and, and this is very valid analysis, though, and I'm sure you can't really disagree with this, just I would – at the beginning of the season, I would have said Derwin James, yes, here. Even I would have pushed him for top five, but he had injury issues. Teams tend to get a little bit skeptical. Spe- bleh, not That's more of what I'd like to see yes. happen than yeah. what's really going to happen. He's going to fall to the He's He's going to fall, and it's going to make me upset because he's an elite talent. <coughs> and the teams that missed out on him are going to regret <clears throat> it. And in my opinion, I think he's going to end up panning out. Like I believe Marshawn Lattimore had some injury issues. Oh, yeah. And he ended up being the defensive uh, rookie of the year. So I think, what? Just the, I, I hate to get off track, but the Instagram live was She's just, dead. no, it was just your arm oh. just in the in the screen because we're on different corners. But I All think right. Derwin James could end up panning out to be a great defensive player, but I think Denzel Ward is has a little bit more upside considering he's been more healthy and he's also very athletic. And these Ohio State corners tend to turn out to be very good. Eighth pick? I'm okay with that point that you made. I'm yep. okay with it. I said Minka to Chicago. Okay. I'd be surprised he'd fall this far, but like yeah. I said, the Derwin-James uh, pick to the Bucks is just something i really like to see happen. I honestly, in most mock drafts I see, I see Quentin Nelson to the Bears just because Henry Heinstead, who was the offensive line coach at Notre Dame, easily, and you can't argue with this, easily one of the best offensive line coaches in uh, college football when he was at Notre Dame, and he, there's no doubt he would have been pushing for his own guy, but... I said Marcus Davenport, Interesting. the defensive end from UTSA. I think wow. he's done enough to really shoot up his draft stock. I think some yeah, team like, is going to reach for him a little bit. Clowny-esque. I mean, uh, yeah, I think he 
he honestly looks like a, a, a clowny impersonator. He had an insane combine. It's a little scary, though. Reach, yeah. reach for those big big athletes. Yeah. He's very high risk reward. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I would agree. He could pan out, but he could also end up being like a no-name guy. But putting him against Leonard Floyd across from him, I think, would be a great no, opportunity. Yeah, the, the Bears had an underrated defense last year, and they yep. could be sneaky good next year. I was looking at it. They were like 11th in pass yards allowed yeah. and then like 9th in rush yards allowed. Oh, yeah. I, might, I might have been yeah, have no, those opposite, but the, I didn't realize how good that defense was. Yeah, they were sneaky good. And then uh, – Alignment would be better, but ninth pick. Ninth and – well, ninth and pick are interchangeable for, yeah. for you and I. Yeah. I would be fine with – I had Roquan Smith to the 49ers and then okay. Tremaine Edwin, Edwards to the Raiders. Edmonds. Edmonds. Excuse me. Yep. But – um, and you just had it uh, different. You had them flipped. Yeah, I just the, I actually was thinking that afterwards when I did it, I'm like, oh, I really wish Tremaine Edmonds had gone to to Oakland. Like, I feel like he'd be a great guy because he just he's a big hawking linebacker that's a presence. But I guess the Niners are. For gonna... the, I think I just think he pans out a little bit better than than Roquan. Right. Um. He's six five, two hundred forty pounds. He's nineteen years old. He's our age. He's our age, and he's going to be drafted as a true junior, I believe. Oh my God. And. The reason why I think he the and I'm sure you agree with this for the 49ers you need a linebacker is they filled out that defensive line by drafted a lot of good guys. Their secondary isn't bad, but there's nobody really here for them to take unless they took Josh Jackson out of Iowa. And Reuben Foster might not play next year because exactly. of the tr- trouble he's gotten himself into. Foolish. Incredibly foolish. And then I just the only reason why I think Roquan Smith is the pick after is he Dude, he flies around. He's my nine. He, he I, flies, but he he's a little bit undersized. Flies, he's a little dude. bit. He's six one. So I see. A, he's like Deion Jones, except a harder hitter. That's actually a very good. He is a harder hitting yeah. Deion Jones, and I am scared that if he were to go to the 49ers, that he would become an All Pro very soon. Yep, because he can fly, man. For anyone that doesn't know, the Raiders are very weak defensively. They could take somebody in the secondary. Should be stronger. Yeah, they're 23rd to- in total yards allowed per game in the NFL, which. They should be much higher. All right, so that's our top 10 picks. We talked about it. That's who we think is going to go where. We're going to end up seeing what happens on Thursday. I can guarantee you we're probably each going to get one of these picks right. Out of the 10, we're probably not going to get any of them else right. They're all going to be all over the place. because You think it's going to be uh, an, an S-storm? Yeah, but just for multiple reasons. The NFL draft never goes any the way anyone thinks it will. Right. There are very few times that analysts get it right, and the ones that do get it right are absolutely guessing. There is there's so many smoke screens that are going on right now, and there is not enough information that can really be given to you to make you feel comfortable with the picks that you're thinking. You might have a guy valued better, and he might end up being a good player, and that's all that really matters, but a team is definitely not going to agree with you. All right, well, so I think that's... That's all we have for today. It was a pretty good episode. I think. Yeah, I think so. Discussion. I think they'll enjoy it. I, I hope people take uh, our analysis and yell at their coworkers about yep. uh, Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen at the water cooler. That, that's honestly the goal. You can, you can, so you can have our hot yeah, takes and yeah, argue with take, other people. Take that up with HR. Yep, take it up with HR. You're probably going to have to have a meeting later about Set, commotion just, yeah, you caused. You in can the, add us if the, if in, we do cause you commotion. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, tweet us. We'd love to know. I think that'd be pretty funny. Um, I'm sure you'd agree it'd also be pretty comical if you started a commotion in your office you and you had to go me, meet with HR. Give me high blood pressure. Why do I give you high blood pressure? Like that, dude? What? Why do I give you high blood pressure? Because you make in ridiculous points sometimes. You don't think it'd be funny? No, I'd, no, I'm I talking mean, about during our earlier argument. Oh, I'm oh. glad we settled down. All right, all right. Because you make ridiculous points. Let's not get points. back into it. That's fine. That's fine. Let's not. Thank you for tuning in. Check us out. Instagram, 
and Twitter at GTTP Podcast. I know we're a little annoyed somebody owns both Get to the Points. They're both inactive accounts, but follow us, check us out, DM us, give us your questions. And let, just let be us there. let us know that I was right about the uh, no. third pick nope. situation. Nope. Yeah, at nope. us, at mm-hmm. me. No. You could even add that Joe was wrong. No. And that Josh Allen is just sure. not going to pan out. You just want to. Oh, look, he's about to end it. Go <laughs> ahead, Joe, end it. All it's right. Fun. Thank you for tuning, everyone, <laughs> tuning in, everyone. This was Get to the Point with Joe DeLeon. And I'm Sean Anderson.